Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by VCR Now. Are you looking for an opportunity to captivate and enhance the experience of those who visit your stadium, arena, house of worship, or business? VCR Now can help you achieve that goal with a total experience. VCR Now is a technology organization that can fulfill your LED, audio, video, lighting, networking, security, and infrastructure dreams. Visit VCRNow.com to learn more. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. And get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Am I loud? Yes. <laughs> From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here. You know, beautiful. there's a lot of too much Greg Kemper. That was way too much Greg Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It's Texas Football Today, a show that's coming in at an adequate volume. I know exactly what happened. No, I guess not. I had a theory that this was Mallory's mic yesterday, oh, yeah. no, and no, so no. you had that, you had that, like you know, cranked up a cranked little up, bit. Like, no, it, it was it was yours. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even worry about undoing the XLR cable. We just got cords going everywhere. This is my brain right now. You know that meme of like the SpongeBob thing with everything on fire? That's welcome to Dave Campbell. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, <laughs> making us sound good. Uh, having us on the air, which is a, a minor miracle today. You know, she's the Duchess of the Dork. She's actually a pickle. There are worse things. We could be off the air. So would that maybe be, that would, would that be, be a worse better thing? for people. I don't know. We're here. Back by unpopular demand. Exactly. Right. Us. <laughs> Uh, today is Tuesday, November 8th, 2022, 16 days to Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to, oh Lord, I don't know. Happy birthday to Gordon Ramsay. Sure. Episode 1,493. On today's show, folks, we're going to talk a little college football, talk about the top 10, or top five, rather, biggest college football moments of the weekend. we got the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week. A couple more things, including we're going to tell you how you can vote for the Whataburger Super Team coming up here in just a little bit. So, hope you will stick around for all that. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was uh, Matt Stepp watching live from Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, Ed McElroy, Tony Blaylock, and David Pitchard. Welcome in, fellas. Oh, no. David said he commented, I love Tuesdays. Oh, buddy. Oh. I'm so sorry. I have some I have some news. So Craig has uh, broken up with us. No, he's just... We're, we had to rain check our date. So I think we're what's going happening... We're Thursdays this he, year. He text, <laughs> or this let me, week. Let me read his text. Let me just read his texts aloud like good friends do. Um... Just blow him up. Yeah. Okay. So he has to. He's at Sonny Dykes's uh, press conference to get ready for the TCU Texas game since it's a big deal and stuff like that. So that's going on right now. We're counter programming Sonny Dykes, and so uh, he has we to be use. there because he's doing he's doing that. But we will have him. We've bumped into Thursday, so it'll be Thursdays. There you go. Sure. <laughs> uh. So we'll have a very special Tuesday edition, Thursday edition of of Craig Way <laughs> of Tuesdays on on Thursday. So I apologize. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh. He had to move some things around which you know what he's a busy man <laughs> i feel like 
yesterday, I talked so much. Because you did. So we came in, and at 9.30, before TFT, before TFT, we recorded the Bracketology videos. Which okay? is 12 videos. They're being, they're being edited right now. They should be up Wednesday. Is that right? Uh, Mallory's almost already done with them. Oh, man. Maybe up today. So mm-hmm. check our YouTube channel. Um, Bracketology videos. Each of those were about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? About five minutes. So that's an hour of talking. Yeah, she's an editing beast. Yeah. So that's an hour of talking, right? Then we had yesterday's prediction spe- playoff prediction special. Which was an hour and 45. Went an hour 45. And now, on TexasFootball.com, if you're, an, if you're a subscriber... We have a Tep and Step episode for you that ran an hour 55. Did you see? I talked a lot yesterday. (laughs) Did you see my tweet in response to your Tep and Step tweet last night? It's really good. I'll have to go find it. I deserve some cred on that tweet. I'll go find it. It was late and I was exhausted and I was like, I got one more left in me for today. (laughs) You look down at the the chamber, you're like, we got one more. Yeah, I was like, guys, (sighs) there's one more left. And then I went. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so uh, there's a lot, a ton of content on TexasFootball.com right now for playoffs. It's bad. Including (laughs) TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. Uh, Nobody us. Playoffs! Like when we are, yeah, when we're, as you can tell, when we're into something, we're into Into something. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. All right, Pickle. Let's talk a little college football. We've been spending a lot of time talking about college football. College football is still going on. We're going to recap and run back the top five biggest moments of the college football weekend across the state of texas uh i'll tell you i'll tell you who's not going to make it I, I, if that if that's a, if that's a spoiler you're interested in sure uh a&m's loss to uh to florida i just i didn't think there was a big moment it just kind of felt like a wet fart um so uh, that won't make that that won't make the top five <laughs> Do you dis- do you have a different do you have no, a different it opinion? The, it was the perfect. I don't like to give you credit, but that was the perfect way it's to describe it. That's right. Um, let's see. North Texas's romping of Florida International will not be on there. Yeah, but uh, hey, bowl eligible boy. Bowl eligible. Uh, Louisiana Monroe's win over Texas State will not make it. Uh, even though I think that has pretty major ramifications for our buddy Jake Spavital, but that won't make it. But we will start with number five. The future is bright for him. McMahon on second and six. He's going to heave it to the end zone, and it is caught. Rogers in the ground. Rice takes the lead with 25 seconds left in the fourth. McMahon goes to Rosner, and the Owls celebrate in the end zone. Let's take a look at that throw again by T.J. McMahon. Sticks the ball out, just a little token fake, and what a perfect spot to drop that ball in right in the breadbasket of Bradley Rosner. Look at that beautiful ball outside his outside shoulder, and Rosner with the great release off the line of scrimmage stretches out. That's what six foot five, 204 pounds can do. Give you a great, nice, big, wide, long, catch radius and target. Rice keeps her bull hopes alive with a late win over UTEP. That's a that's a great that's a great play there. Uh oh, man, second that, and six on, on the twenty three and uh and, and T J McMahon puts it right in the bre- right uh in the bucket for uh for Bradley Rosner for game one touchdown. This was a fun game on Friday night. It really was. Um this is a fun game back and forth um that you know, what, they never really could separate, and it really was going to come down to who could score last. Rice, I thought at that time, was going to 
try to play maybe for a long field goal, but they took the shot and they got it, and they and they they get the win. Uh, a really nice, a really nice comeback and, and and victory for them in a game that was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There was a there was a, a, a kerfuffle after the game too. There was a, some uh, some pushing and shoving. Football fights are so lame, guys. You're all wearing pants. <laughs> Yeah, what are you going to do? Start punching their helmet? Like that's you know what, no. Hurt you. Do you know what they're going to do? Yes, that they're going to punch helmets. And it's all dumb. you're going to do is mess up your own hand. Stop fighting in football. It's dumb. Um, now basketball fights. That's where it's. That's where it's in. Anyway, this was really important for. Uh, especially for Rice, because this is going to that moves them to five and four. That means they've got three chances to win one game now. They're going to be underdogs in the rest of their games. Western Kentucky, at Western Kentucky, home to UTSA, at North Texas, right? But there was no way they were winning two of them. Zero, like, I'm convinced. They can, they can sneak up on North Texas. They can sneak up on Western Kentucky. I don't think UTSA is, obviously, they have a tendency to play with their food. We'll get to them in a moment. Mm-hmm. But for Rice, that was super important to get that win. And And if anything... That increases their win total, right? They have consistently moved forward, and I think that if you're Mike Bloomgren, you can point to that and say, we are moving in the right direction. Right. Uh, and I do think they are notice. like, forget the record for a moment. Mm-hmm. Watch the games. They are noticeably better. Yeah, no, they really are. And that's the cool thing is we, we knew going into the year, and I know Craven was super hot on this, that their defensive backs were going to be super good. He was like, this is like an elite unit on the mm-hmm. field against anyone. But to see the rest of the team start to show really good signs of life, they're yeah, it's, it, they're, they're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Which is not something we've said about Rice a lot, ever. Oh, exactly. They're fun <laughs> to watch. And they've, they've got some playmakers. Um, yeah. So for UTEP, this hurts. Because if they had won this game, they get FIU this week, and they'll probably beat FIU. But they're gonna. But then they close out UTSA, and so they're probably gonna come up a game short mm-hmm. in um, for a bowl and probably finish five and seven. But for Rice, it's a really, really big win. Number four into the end zone, and like I said, you know, neighbors in motion. It is Squirrel Williams. Oh my goodness, Squirrel! Go down, go down. Got to smart. smart. So smart. They need to burn the clock. And if you score there, you give Oklahoma a chance. Oklahoma will not see the football again. And they will win this football game. So very smart. Baylor's running game seals victory over Oklahoma. Um, this was, I think, close to a platonic ideal of a game that at least Jeff Grimes wants to play at Baylor, where we have a lead late and all we have to do is run the ball out. And they did it. Squirrel Williams was excellent in this game. Uh, 192 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Quaylen Jones, uh, Richard Reese, I think got hurt at some kind, at some point. Um, but they were able to, you know, Baylor was able to go. The, the, this, the opening quarter of this game was or like opening like half of this game was wild back and forth big play big play it only had let me let me see this in the first one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen combined possessions only one punt yeah it was either touchdowns interceptions or downs like they were it was wild Mm -hmm. uh but down the stretch um you know baylor was able to build a two-score lead oklahoma uh kind of uh kind of uh, uh, kind of chipped into it and, and scored to make it 38-35. At that point, it's like, all right, you're ju- you, what you got to do is you got to run it out. They had two, two minutes, two, two minutes, six seconds. 
they had to run out. And that was the really big play. They, uh, there was a, 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 a completion for um, for Blake Shapin on third and six to Pal Presley. That gave him a first down. And then that big run uh, for 43 yards for Squirrel Williams, which really put it away. That is, I, I would, I, the reason I said Jeff Grimes and not Dave Aranda, Dave Aranda would prefer not to give up 35 points. With that said, that is their best path to victory, is get to a position where you have the game, you have a lead and the ball, and then your all you need is first downs. Because that's where they're going to be able to win up front, use that wide zone scheme, and run the ball out. And that's what they were able to do. This is a really important win for Baylor. It keeps them in the Big 12 uh, Conference Championship race. Um, and they are cruising right now. now well, they, and it's good to good. see... Sorry, I was going to say, it's good to see Baylor beat a team that they should yeah. beat. You know, it's one of those well, where there's been some toss-ups, and it's like they've come up on the short side of it. To know that that Oklahoma program is just down in the dumps right now, that was a, that was a must-win game well, for them. Well, you're right. And it gets them to bowl eligibility and I'm not trying to be a defeatist here but they're in that last three games home to Kansas State this week home to TCU at Texas there's not a gimme in the bunch no and so that's this is this this important. so important this especially important. well and the other thing too is you know it, it's still it was in Norman so yes. that also plays a factor in it to go out on the road get that win knowing that your next three games are no cakewalk let's circle back to what we were talking about with Baylor when they lost to West Virginia mm-hmm. when they lost to West Virginia we started looking we we're like are they gonna make a bowl mm-hmm. and what we ended up coming up with was the best thing you can do is just win the next three games. Yes. K- Kansas, Tech, and T- Oklahoma are the three worst teams left on your schedule. Mm-hmm. They went out there and they took care of business. Yep. So, good job, Baylor. That's what they need to do. Number three. Next to Donovan Newton. So, lost for them there. Mordecai wants the one-on-one matchup. Has it! A grab inside the five from Mochi Dixon and a touchdown! Tanner Mordecai's record day pushes SMU past Houston. What a wild ass game that was! Uh, it uh, he threw an NCAA record, uh, tying seven touchdowns in the first half. Uh, this game ended seventy-seven to sixty-three. Insane. This game was uh, let's see, uh, yeah. This has to be the highest scoring game this year, right? It is. Yeah. It's the highest scoring regulation game in NCAA history. Um. SMU had 56 points at half. Um, the numbers are insane here, and and a lot of it just comes back to Tanner Mordecai, Tanner Mordecai who threw for nine touchdowns and then he ran for another touchdown. Uh, the, but I think the f- the funnier is the wrong word. The more amazing thing is Clayton Tune for Houston. Clayton Tune throws for 527 yards and seven touchdowns. He runs for 111 yards and a score. So this man has 638 total yards and eight total touchdowns, and they lose by two touchdowns. This was an insane game. It's just back and forth, back and forth. Nobody could find a stop. Uh, There ends up being a combined quick back-of-the-envelope math, 1,350 yards in this game. Um... A ridiculous display. Every single time that we... I, I didn't watch this game live. I went back and watched some of it. But every single time I looked down at my phone, it was like 700 points have been scored. 700 points have been scored. I was like, what is going on? This was on? a... This was like... I don't know if it was a good game. 
I know it was an it was exciting an inter- game. It was an entertaining an game. An entertaining game. Uh, but no, fundamentally from like a football perspective, it, it was not good. This was NBA defense, basketball. Yeah, it was. was so bad. This was NBA basketball. I genuinely, after at halftime when I saw that SMU had 56 points, I legitimately thought that I was looking at a basketball. Like I, I had to check because yeah. ba- I mean, basketball season's going now. I had to check. SMU is now 5-4. and four. They close with South Florida, who should be a win. They're terrible. At Tulane, who's not any, probably a loss. And then Memphis, which probably a toss-up type thing. But yeah, that that there's that. They're 5-4. and four. Houston's also 5-4. and four. Houston has to be the most confounding team in Texas. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. They close against Temple, who they should beat. East Carolina, who they should beat. And Tulsa, who they should beat. So um, they should finish strong and finish the finish 8-4. and four, But that's got to be disappointing for them. But a great win for, for SMU in a wild affair out there at Ford Stadium. Number two. Two timeouts still left. 30 seconds to go. Adrian Martinez. What do you have left? Not the football. It's kept away. And Texas has it. Texas's defense makes the play late to hold off Kansas State. That was a big win. It is it is worth mentioning. There is a lot of bad to talk about with Texas. Okay? Yes. There's a lot of bad. They're up 31-10 at halftime. They almost let this thing slip away. There's a lot of bad to talk about. But let's focus on the good. When it came to winning time, their defense stepped up and made the play. Especially in Manhattan. I cannot stress enough how much that does not tip. That usually that purple stadium absolutely destroys them. It it, it really does. And so that was that feels really, really important because Manhattan has been a house of horrors for 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 Texas since time immemorial. Um Maybe they're moving to the SEC to get away from going to Kansas State. Like, it's been that bad for them. (laughs) But this was a really important win for them. That also, that last play, I think really belies, um, and I'm trying to find it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it on the fly. I swear to you, Pickle, I swear to you that this, that, that, I swear to you, Kansas State fumbled the ball 45 times. Mm. And Texas only got one of them. Mm-hmm. But it was the one that counted. I swear, every time I was looking, like, Kansas State was putting the ball on the turf, and Texas just couldn't get it. Yep. Um, Look like hot potato out there. This is a big win, too, going into this next week. It is. Going home, and bringing this, in TCU. And this was also, I just think, like, you saw, especially in the first half, you saw this offense in full bloom. Xavier Worthy is one of the best receivers in America, and certainly one of the best route runners in America. Quinn Ewers was pretty good, pretty good. He wasn't great late, but he was pretty good in that first half. And Bijan Robinson, feed the man. He's the best running back in America, I'm convinced. Like, he's, he's incredible. And so the offense is in full bloom and the defense made plays. And now heading into this TCU game is going to give it a little bit extra flavor and, and, and make this a really important game for the Big 12 title race. Speaking of which, that brings us to number one. Shook to throw it. Incomplete, and Texas Tech turns it over on downs again inside their own territory. Duggan pulls it out, looking, Duggan lets it go, touchdown, Horn Frogs. DeMarcado snuck out of the backfield and scored. They're creating a three-man side, but then watch, you get the motion as well. And when that motion comes in, you lose a player. There's a fourth release, and because of that, DeMarcado becomes wide open. He's coming from the backfield. TCU turns it on in the second half to remain perfect versus Texas Tech. Um, TCU was in 
capital T trouble in this game. Uh, and then kind of the best of TCU and the worst of Tech reared their head at the same time. So Tech is up 17-13 in the late in the third quarter with and, and they've just punted the ball away. Here's the next possessions. Here's how this game finishes functionally, right? TCU touchdown. Texas Tech turns the ball over on downs at their own 36. TCU touchdown. Texas Tech turns the ball over on downs at their own 45. TCU touchdown. Tech interception. They just can't hold on to the ball. It's, it is, they it can't is, win so, the turnover so, margin so, right so, now. Okay. I want to have two conversations. One of them is about Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked to Joey McGuire about this, but it is my opinion that so they are they are the most aggressive team on fourth down in the nation. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Let me confirm that fact real quick. I fourth mean, down the conversions. Texas game alone probably put yes. them up. Yes, they that have number. gone for they have gone for on fourth down forty two times this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next highest is thirty one. Okay. So nobody goes for four on fourth down more than them. Now look, they're converting sixty percent of them, so it's working out. But I, 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 I think what's happening at Tech is that they realize that they are undermanned mm-hmm. in a lot of positions and in a lot of games. They were not the better team. They are not the most talented team against Texas. No, they were not the most, and it worked out. Going for fourth down, mm-hmm. it worked out. They were not the most talented team against TCU, and it didn't work out. Right. And so... You saw the same thing happen in their game against Oklahoma State, too. Oklahoma State, same thing. Oklahoma State, same thing. They are not the most talented team, so they got to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes up snake eyes, and that's what happened here. They couldn't convert. They couldn't come down. Now, Barry Morton got hurt. That's not an excuse, but that, but that is... To me, that is... After watching a lot of Tech football this year, they are... They're going for it because they feel like they need to steal possessions, which again is not the worst strategy. No. but and I'm also I'm it's also Mr. Fifty Fifty. I'm also Mr. Go for it on fourth down if it's like less than three mm-hmm. every time, right? All that's to say, it came up snake eyes for them. That's part of this. The other part of it is that TCU <laughs> said it last week. TCU keeps getting away with it. Mm-hmm. TCU, uh, um. Oklahoma, when they played Oklahoma, they played four great quarters. Mm-hmm. When they played Oklahoma, they played four great quarters. I'm not sure they've played four great quarters besides that. No. No, they really haven't. Because, no. Because they will, there will be a, a, it's usually the first half. Mm-hmm. They'll start slow, and then they will turn it on the second Yeah, because even their, no, I they mean, were, even the huge win against Oklahoma mm-hmm. State in that one, they didn't, uh, Spencer Sanders ran it in twice, and they were down 14 nothing in like four mm-hmm. minutes into the first start quarter. Start off super slow. Yeah. The other thing about this, the other thing, they start super slow. Quinn Johnson didn't play. We don't know his, or he went out in this game. We don't know his status. If yeah, he's out, a, that really hurts that's against, a big against one. Texas. But look, here we are on November 8th, and undefeated is undefeated. TCU controls their own destiny for a national championship. Mm-hmm. That is a fact. If they win the remainder of their games, they will win the national championship. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of runway between now and then. Mm-hmm. Okay? They, yeah. It, but, I mean, even College Game Day remark- is going down to Austin again for this one. That's putting them on the national stage going, hey, if you can win this one, the playoff committee has to look at you. At Texas. Has to. At Baylor. 
huge games the next couple of weeks, and they close against Iowa State. Don't cough it up against Iowa State. Yeah. Then they're going. They, I believe, they've clinched a berth in the Big Twelve shame, Big Twelve title game. Yes. I believe so. Yeah. Now it's a, and it's a three way race as to who they're going to see. But two of those teams they're going to play the next couple of weeks: Baylor and Texas. So for TCU, another remarkable win. I would prefer to see a little bit more game control. Yep. <laughs> but they put in the left hand column and it counts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good to see remarkable. Big Twelve football being fun again. That's Big nice. 12. I think the league is fun. It is. I think the league is really like you. It's really unpredictable. Mm-hmm. And like the SEC, and I know LSU just beat Alabama, and I know that mm-hmm. you know all this fun stuff. But like, and Tennessee's had a great run and stuff. But like, it always the SEC feels always feels pretty like it doesn't feel unpredictable. Mm-mm. This is unpredictable. This is crazy. Well, guy in a fight. The, the SEC has a much larger gap it, from yeah. the upper echelon to the remaining two thirds. There's a huge gap yeah. in the big 12. I don't think that we're up to that exact upper echelon, mm-hmm. but the gap is much, much smaller and that makes it fun. Yeah. That's make it fun. Anyway, TCU's undefeated. Those are your five biggest college football moments of the weekend. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different, as it should. Texas love doing business with fellow Texans. VCR Now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR Now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle, it's time to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texan Live Top 10 Plays of the Week presented by our friends at Body Armor. We scour the internet. We scour the world looking for the Top 10 Plays of the Week. The universe. And then we throw it all into a machine, and the machine spits out a top 10 plays of the week presented by Body Armor. Thank you to Body Armor for this very expensive machine. Yeah, our machine, Trevor Bullard. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Top 10 plays of the week. It's in 10. Back to Jonathan Reset. Shedding off tackles. Reset inside the five. Reset into the end zone. Touchdown, Hurricanes. Brown. Little draw, Brown. He's got room. It's a foot race. Him and Singleton. It's going to be Brown. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Atascacita. At all. Goodwin looks. He ups. He fires. And it's picked off. He throws his second pick of the game. Here's a convoy. Spins out of a tackle. Going down the sideline. And this is going to be a pick six for Cypher. David Bob. Rankin looking to throw on first down. Rankin, flush being chased down, sacked, the ball is loose. 
Jersey Village picks it up at the 41. Off to the races, Rashawn Estes. To the house, touchdown, Jersey Village. On third down and 10. He'll take a three-step drop looking, trying to throw it up for Pilot on the right side. Pilot goes up. Does he get his feet down into the end zone? No signal yet. Touchdown, Wildcats. I think a lot of people, including myself, expected gain of three there for Kelly as Owens fakes it. Owens fires one deep over the middle. Caught. There's the big play they need. Still going. It's Owen Carter for the touchdown. There was a problem with the exchange between the quarterback. Johnson's trying to throw it into the end zone. <laughs> it's a touchdown for the Mavericks. And Brisbane's going to launch it downfield. He's got a man open. It's Shaven Mayfield and catches it for a touchdown. What a catch by Mayfield. A tossing catch as Mayfield. Bross in the gun, fourth and 13. Bross, fourth down. Heaving it down the field, double coverage, pass is caught for the touchdown! Are you kidding me? Marquez Miller on fourth and 13. Four-man rush. Wilson running out of time, and, and he escapes one sack, escapes another. Wilson still on his feet, cuts it back this way, and finds an open field. Are you kidding? Davion Wilson up the sideline, inside the 20, he laterals it. It's going to be an illegal forward pass as Caleb Goody takes it in with no time left. There it is. Dave Campbell's Texan Live top 10 plays of the week, presented by our friends at Body Armor. Speaking of Texan Live. We got anything going on in Texan Live, Pickle? Woo, boy, howdy. We have so much You want to know why your hair is... <laughs> it's <laughs> curly today. Yeah. It's because I ain't got time. <laughs> um, we will have a ton of uh, playoff games, so we will definitely discuss that a little bit more on Thursday, but if you want to hear like a full breakdown of the playoff games that we'll have on Texan Live, tune in to WTF on Thursday, Women Talking Football, because we do a full kind of butt groove guide like we used to do on TFT. Mm. So mm, I'm glad that Glad that the butt groove guy lives on spiritually over there on women talking football. Someone had to carry the torch. They really we did. Figured that and it should be the women. You know what? Thank you. Know what? You know what? Thank you for your courage. I would Thank try. you for having the courage. Not everyone that. has the courage to do the butt not groove everybody, guide. Not everybody. No. But WTF obviously, does. <laughs> obviously, not everybody. Anyway. <laughs> All right, pickle. Let's talk a little bit about the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dairy Max are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work the assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Dave Campbell's Texas Football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. Let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week 11. Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Arlington Defensive Coordinator Colby Hensley. The Colts pitched their first shutouts in September 2019 with a 34-0 win over Arlington Sam Houston. Kick them. Conroe Oak Ridge Offensive Coordinator Taylor Cobb needing a win to solidify a playoff berth. The War Eagles exploded for a 66-45 win over Willis. Sherilyn Defensive Coordinator Jason Walker. A Rattlers defense was spectacular in a 53-0 win over PSJA North. 
or I'm sorry, PSJ Southwest, to cruise into the playoffs on a high. And Buda Hayes offensive coordinator Aaron Postert, the Hawks ran for 411 yards and 7 yards per carry in a 64-29 romp over Kyle Lehman. So those are your Week 11. Derry Max, built by Tuckamook Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. All right, let me see if I can find this. Um, I think we've got like a like a press Official release. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob's in it. Yeah, I'm looking. There we go. Pickle. Can I tell you about our friends at Whataburger? Let's do it. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Whataburger are proud to honor the best and brightest stars in Texas high school football with the announcement of the 300-player ballot for the 2022 Whataburger Super Team. Texas high school football fans nominated more than 3,000 players on TexasFootball.com and now must narrow the field from 300 players to the 40 honorees. Fans can now vote for which players they deserve. They believe deserve a spot on the 2022 Whataburger Super Team by heading to texasfootball.com slash what a super team headliners of the 2021 Whataburger super team included Clemson quarterback Kate Klubnick Oklahoma State running back Ollie Gordon Texas offensive lineman Cole Hudson LSU linebacker Harold Perkins and Texas A&M defensive back Bobby Taylor Jr. So you can check out the entire 300 page or the entire 300 page 300 player ballot at texasfootball.com slash what a super team and vote now voting I believe goes through oh, I don't know it goes at oh least gosh. until December so it's at least the next couple of weeks we'll get a we'll, we'll get, get a firm a date next time yeah. we do this but you've got a little bit of time but it's not a ton of time might as well just do it now do it honestly. now go to Texas Football Accomplished what a super team uh, and, and vote for who you believe deserves a spot on the 2022 Whataburger super team Pick up one last piece of business to take care of, and that business. is Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 11, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Zach Head from Clear Falls. Coach Head's Knights clinched their first district title in school history on Thursday night with a dominant 47-9 victory over Clear Creek to improve to 8-2. In 5A, Patrick Shelby from McAllen. Coach Shelby's Bulldogs closed out their regular season in style, clinching a playoff spot with a 27-14 win over McAllen Memorial, their first victory over the fir- their crosstown rivals in 12 years. In 4A, Brandon Houston from Taylor. Coach Houston's Taylor Ducks locked up their first playoff berth in four seasons late Friday night with a thrilling 41-40 win over Burnett. In 3A, David Lucio from uh, Tidehaven. Coach Lucio led Tidehaven to their first district title since 2017 on Friday night with an impressive 28-14 win over defending district champ Van Vleck. In 2A, Trey Sisko from Sterling City. Playing in their first 11-man season in several years, Coach Sisko has guided Sterling City to a more than respectable 6-4 overall record and a third-place finish in their district as they upset El Dorado 24-6. In 1A, Gary Beam from Panther Creek. In a winner-go-home Week 11 showdown with Paint Rock, the Panthers rose to the occasion, edging out the Indians 29-20 to snap a three-year playoff drought in Beam's first season. And the private school ranks Blake Fushak from San Antonio Antonium. Facing state-ranked and previously unbeaten Houston St. Thomas, the Apaches were unfaced as Gabriel Torres kicked a game-winning 33-yard field goal in the final minute to surge to a 38-35 win. So those are your Week 11 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thank you for what you do for your schools, players, and communities. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. Let's go over to a beflannelled Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. I love my flannel. I didn't say you shouldn't. You, you, you're supposed to put the camera on you so I can drink my coffee. 
Um, Thanks to my brother for this cup, by the way. It's a pretty a, cool cup. This was it's a Christmas glass. gift I got last year. It's glass, uh, and it keeps it keeps the coffee. Okay. There are very expensive mugs, mm-hmm. name brand mugs that are not sponsors, so we will not mention them. Okay. And their whole bit is that it keeps hot things hot for a long time, and cold things cold for a long time. Yes. Right. We we stand insulation. Right. I don't know if I like those. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because I need my coffee to cool off at a reasonable rate. Yep. This coffee, this mug, cools it off at the perfect rate. But also like, keeps it warm. But also keeps it warm. Yep. It's the perfect amount. Because I need it to lose heat, mm-hmm. but at a slow rate. The problem is that those expensive mugs, mm-hmm. they do not lose them at a fast enough rate. Which, They're too good. I, I was going to say, there are times when that is incredibly yes. valuable. It yes. Incre- As I know, you said that you bought your wife one of those. I did. Because of kids. She yes. she puts her coffee down a lot, and she needs to go She's, back 30 minutes later, and, and she needs it to it. be that hot. She you microwaves know? her coffee all the time like honey. Yeah. That's, that's, that is, that is broke. Yep. (laughs) So there are times and place, but yes, in an office setting, when we're drinking it, we need it to, a lot of times I'll use my regular mug because I need it to just be there for instant access. Anyway, shout out Jeff. Anyway, what were you saying? Uh, shout out Jeff. That's regardless. Uh, so we've, we obviously have a ton of playoff stuff going up. We reminded you yesterday, those bracketology videos, I think they'll be out today, if not tomorrow. But also want to point you out to something in the college football realms before we get way, yes. way, way too much in the weeds with high school football playoffs. Uh, our very own Mike Craven, if you don't know who that is, that's our college football insider. Watch Republic of Football. Yeah, watch Republic of Football. But also, he spent, was that two weekends ago? Yeah. Two weekends ago. Uh, he followed Joey McGuire, the head coach at Texas Tech, around for 36 hours. Like I'm talking from the moment that they woke up till on Friday. Yeah, from the moment the they end. woke up on Friday morning, mm-hmm. um, until uh, until basically after the game against Baylor. And he um, wrote like he wrote a story about it's it. Like and a, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's a really cool. If you've ever wondered what a day like a game day is, yeah, for a college football coach, he followed him around and like um, all access. It's really cool. It's really, really cool. But and that's so, up now. Yeah, so that's up there. Um, it's it's kind of a TikTok of, of kind of what he did um, over the course of, of the 36 hours leading up to the Baylor game, which is very, very cool. So there you have it. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. 